0: Wednesday night service um, we're gonna wrap up the 30-day gratitude challenge uh, tonight now I met met a, a new couple where are you at t- out there t- tonight or there you are would you give them a copy of this book I just want you to have that okay God bless you guys thank you for coming out um, so we want to do that but before we get started I forgot last week to do a product giveaway. Can you believe that? Man. Well, no, you didn't, Chad. But what I'd like to do tonight is I would like to give both of these products away. And the way we're gonna do that tonight is whoever gives the best testimony gets first prize. And I'm not gonna decide. You guys are gonna decide. So we're gonna do testimonies tonight. Uh, many people are going through the book. Many people are haven't started yet, but they're gone through the gratitude challenge. And man, I'll tell you, I've just had people coming out of the woodwork just saying, I cannot believe. What has happened as a result of going through this and and I think you'll get a taste of it tonight and before I even get into anything tonight I just want to invite anyone who would like to uh, give a testimony just kind of first person come up here and then the rest of you just kind of sit here so we can get an idea of how many we have Uh, there's some open seats right here in the front and then whoever wants to come up first to give their testimony Um, And then also, my wife, Jennifer, Pastor Jennifer, is going to hand out these uh, testimonial acknowledgement and release forms. Um, And there's two pages to it. This just says that we can use your first name, your last initial, and a handwritten testimonial, which you can just write right on here. Turn this in, and what we're going to use this for is to help me promote the book. Uh, it is actually uh, on sale right now uh, through the phones at uh, TriVita.com. You can call, but we're going to launch the book on November, on actually January 1st, and so we wanna get as many testimonials on the website as we can. Uh, your photo won't be there, your likeness won't be there, and all I really need is a couple sentences. Um, you know, open it with, you know, something about the 30 Day Gratitude Challenge Help me, whatever. And uh, whatever that looks like to you. It doesn't mean that you've uh, done any of the book. It doesn't mean you've completed the book. What it means is you've gone through the 30-Day Gratitude Challenge. Maybe you've only been to one of these sessions or two. That's okay. If something has happened, I just want you to write something down. You know, this this uh, 30-Day Gratitude Challenge uh, did this for me. And I'd really, really appreciate it. As you all know, uh, I was able to get you the books at cost. Um, and it was it was with the idea that I could get some testimonials. So uh, no pressure if you don't. Um, but we'll decide who gets to pick the prize. And then we'll do the final uh, prize after we're done tonight. Sound fair? Amen. All right. So who's first? Who's going to give their testimony first? Chrissy, all right, come on.
1: everyone i'm chrissy so um i'm already a really grateful person so when i received the challenge book it was it was like um, i was excited to see what god was going to do for me because i'm already a really grateful person so as i went through the tests and the steps and and the days and stuff um just going through each thing it was like holding it was like each step and each um like, interaction was like holding your hand through a focus of connecting to who you are, like, and I might cry because I'm a crier, but anyways, connecting to who you are, which gives you a connection to God and to things that happen around you, so I, on, like, the the 10th day, which is, I believe, gratitude for humanity, I finished my, um, I finished answering the questions for that day, and then I, uh, when I t- turned on a sermon, and the first thing this person said on the sermon was like, hey, have you ever sincerely asked God what your purpose is, um, why you're here right now, um, who you are, and what you're clothed in? And I thought that was so interesting, so I took a piece of paper, and I wrote these things down, and on the top I put, sincerely ask. So like for the f- next four days, still continuing the gratitude journal, I kept praying over these questions. So anyway, after like the fourth day, um, I heard God in one of my prayer times in the morning, I heard him say, grab the paper. So I grabbed the paper and he's like, read the questions and then put your finger, your pen to, your pen, hand to the paper with the pen. So as I did that, He it was flowing and I, he was answering each one of my questions. Like, why are you here right now? What's your purpose? Who you are and what you're closing in? So after I wrote these down, I like started to read them and it was like so profound, something that's like way outside my comfort zone and like some people might even laugh at it. But um, I grabbed this piece of paper and I held it so close and I was weeping because it was like one of those monumental moments, you know, because everyone wants to know their purpose. And it's the answers were so profound and like I didn't even understand a lot of them. So I heard, God's like, I need you to study this because I wanted to share with my family. And he's like, no, I need you to study this. This is the truth. So I need you to actually take in What it is that I'm giving you. I was able to share a few of them because as the weeks, as the days were going by, somebody would bring something up that was relevant to what was on the paper. And so I was like, wow, that's so crazy. Like, this is so cool. And then next thing I know, I think it was a Sunday, Pastor Paul was preaching before he even started the four week journal. And he said, you will, this was, uh, he was like, you will find your purpose. I guarantee you. And I would just like, my head popped up. I was like, wow, this is so true. This is so real. Like, and so anyway, so to sum it all up, like, yeah, I know this and and I'm researching this. And as I'm going through the steps, there's a step where it like talks about your challenges and and I wrote them from, you know, your perspective of whatever the challenge is. And then um, the next week you get to write it from God's perspective. And it just, this this journal has made me come so acutely aware of the ability to tap into the mind of Christ for situations and for, this, for circumstances and for, like, acknowledgement of the things that are going on around you and the things that are going on inside of you. He makes a statement, and I, like... It sticks with me and it's like so true as I said life is happening from you not happening to you and it's so true like it's been my walk my my whole life like things are happening from me so um, it's yeah it's profoundly changed me I'm only on the 20th day but like I can't even I can't even wait to finish it all but I'm so grateful so thank you
0: so those of you who've been part of um, you can give it to, we'll, we'll collect those here in a minute, okay? I, I've been trying to my best uh, to explain to you that gratitude always reveals the truth because it cannot lie. So let me, let's just do something quick here. So just close your eyes for a second. Think of something you're most grateful for right now, just anything. Think about what that person or that thing or that circumstance means to you. Feel the emotion that that comes with. And open your eyes. Wouldn't you agree that the thing you just thought about and felt and experienced just now is absolutely true? (laughs) <laughs> I'm just saying, is it absolutely true? Yes, it is. And when you really start to acknowledge that gratitude always reveals the truth, the more you can focus on the true things because sometimes we tell ourselves things that aren't true. We're deceived in some area and the problem is, you know, become bigger than our faith and all of those things happen. But the more you can practice gratitude, and really what the workbook is all about is to get you started. The book starts very, very simply once you get started. Um, it's very simple, You just what's something you're grateful for, a couple simple questions. But once you get, start getting towards the end of that first week, it starts to pick up a little bit, okay, so get into some deeper questions. What we wanna do is just get people acquainted with gratitude again. Not just superficially, because the things she's talking about, that she's holding tears back about, those are really true things. Super true. Like, truer than the blue on these chairs. I mean, it just, it's that true. And if you'll give that workbook a chance, and of course you can go back and watch these videos week after week and really get into this thing you're going to find that there's no difference between gratitude and the good news, the gospel of the good news of Jesus Christ. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that anybody who believed in him would not perish. Anyone who would not believe in him. That's a high truth to aspire to. Anyone. Not everyone is what you'd call good in our eyes. Anyone. And so you start to see both the simplicity of the gospel of the good news, the truth of the good news, and the revelation of what that really means, it's all going to come from gratitude. That's why, Jesus, that's why Jesus was sent to the earth, trust me, God loved you. God was grateful for you. And he was willing to do whatever he had to do to establish truth in such a way that we would overcome. So Chrissy, thank you so much for your testimony. And uh, who, who would like to go next? Y- you gotta make a choice. There we go, everybody give it up for, D- Daryl wants to come on up here, man. He's got some dance moves too, so we'll see. There, you know, no, maybe not, Never mind.
2: <laughs> I need this, that's why. So. My name is Daryl and I'm a faithful believer in Jesus Christ little background in 2013 i was taking a treatment to cure hepatitis c it was a 6 month treatment that made me lose all do it made me lose all of my strength i lost about 80 pounds and most of my previous memory the last 2 months of the treatment were the worst i was so weak i had to have a nurse come in in the mornings to give me my meds and to do a checkup on me, then my wife's sister Patty would come in and she would stay with me till Melinda would get home from work. I remember passing out two times. The second time, Melinda was home and she later told me I had stopped breathing and she resuscitated me. All I remember is the incredibly uncomfortable ride on a solid board in the ambulance. It took over two years to get back about 75% of my strength. I still do not have any recall of the years 2014 and most of 2015. One thing that did for me was to make me thankful for each day and for Melinda and all she does for me. It's pretty easy to be thankful for the obvious things that are in our lives, like the food we eat, the roof over our heads, and the country we live in. But what if God wants us to go deeper? How do we do that? I've known for a long time that God wants me to go deeper, but even though I read my Bible and pray almost every day, and I do connect with God, I really never knew how to go deeper. God has always led us to really great churches. When we both retired, he led us here to Arizona and to this church, and a lot has changed since then. I love our expression. We truly are being loved back to life here. When Pastor Paul introduced the gratitude journal, I felt right away that it could be a key to my desire to get deeper. So I determined to take it seriously and do each day the best I could. I decided also to do each day as God led me and if it took more than one day and believe me it has to get it done I'd let God decide how much to do every day leaving time to just be still in his presence so he could speak to me and work in me now I know our lives are busy, busy and it can be difficult to find time to spend alone with God but as a faithful believer in Jesus I am called to a higher purpose, which I can only fulfill if I know what that purpose is and I get direction and guidance to get it done. Pastor John Wimber said once, show me where you spend your time, money, and energy, and I'll tell you what you worship. I've had several amazing and eye-opening experiences so far. I'm only going to share two of them. First one is a revelation of how much we are all connected, not just in this church, but everyone throughout the world. In the gratitude journal, one of the exercises is to get your favorite fruit or vegetable and sit down with it in front of you. Now, just look close at it. Notice its shape, feel it, and notice the texture now start thinking of its life cycle think about all the people who just this is not even the hard one who had a hand in getting it to your table the grocer the stocker the delivery truck driver the packager the bulk truck driver who brought it from the field to the packager the farmer that grew it the workers that picked it the farmer working the soil and planting the seed watering it tilling it it doesn't even end there how about the people that put all that farm equipment together the ones who got the raw materials and all the ones who transformed them in the parts as you as you can begin to 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 see how this could keep going and going you begin to get a bigger picture and you get a deeper understanding what God has done and is continuing to do in your life the results of this this can result in a very deeper gratitude for who God is the second one is much more emotional for me so I'm going to try to get through this on day six is an exercise that took me totally by surprise um, on a little side note Pastor Paul writes, it'll take 10 to 20 minutes. I had to tell him he's a liar because it took me an hour and a half. (laughs) I'm sorry. This exercise asks you to be still and think about what you are the most grateful for in your life. Start with the phrase, I am grateful. Pray and meditate on it till God fills it in. For me, I I realized right away. This was my wife, Melinda. As I began focusing on her, God began, soon, God began doing something incredible. He let her. He literally. I can't even read it anymore. He literally began showing me our lives and all we've been through, through, running it backwards like it was a movie. Thank you. As I mentioned earlier, I lost a lot of my memories in 2013. In this movie, God brought back a bunch of them. He showed me major financial difficulties failures I've had in business I've had victories that he gave us but most of all he showed me the incredible faithfulness of Melinda and God he continued to take me back to before I accepted Christ when I was working with my uncle Keith uncle Keith was only 11 years older than we than me He was very wild in his early 20s as I was, so I was very close to him. He was the only person in my life at that time that I could tell anything to, and I knew he would understand. Then one day he told me he had accepted Christ. I was pretty sour on religion, and I really didn't believe him. That's just not something he would do, so I laughed and basically said, yeah, whatever. Over the next several weeks, I realized he was a totally different person. I've still never seen another person do a complete 180 degree turn like he did. He was happy, positive, hopeful, like I've never seen him before. And I began to want what he had. This change in him is what brought me to Christ. Then this movie began going forward And I saw other parts of my life and our lives that I hadn't remembered in years, and how God was always there and always provided for us. When the movie stopped, I thanked God, and I asked the question that I always ask in my reading and prayer time. Lord, what are you trying to teach me? His answer kind of stunned me. I needed to honor Melinda more, (laughs) Romans 12, 2 says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what the will of God is. I believe that God's will for all of us who are called according to his purpose is to be grateful for all he has done and continues to do for us and for all he has given us by doing the gratitude journal learning to be grateful in all circumstances we can manifest the fruits of the spirit we can sing deep heartfelt praises to God and we can truly believe Matthew nineteen twenty six: with God all things are possible so
0: you're you're hearing a theme here of purpose 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 purpose. i think there's a world out there that is starving to understand what purpose is and i just want to qualify that purpose isn't just something that you feel good about or something that you do that you enjoy or any of those things those are earthly things i want you to all realize that Beyond that purpose that you might think of a purpose or maybe you're still searching for that purpose there there's a kingdom purpose and the book goes into a lot of depth about a kingdom purpose a purpose beyond your own beyond your understanding and all I can tell you is is it's going to take a lot of gratitude to be able to manifest that thing because that's not necessarily something you said well I can't wait to go out and do that uh, this guy here would like to just come into a church service and sit in the back row and you know put my tithe in and clap my hands during praise and worship and go home you know have some people over for lunch you know let's let's talk about Jesus that that'd be good enough for me. But when you begin to understand the kingdom and you begin to understand that there's a purpose in the kingdom for you but that it's a universal, purpose. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. When you begin to enter that, you, you're, you'll never be the same again. I, I promise you, Melinda, he's going to be much more kind to you. He's going to be much more generous with you. He's going to be much more patient with you. You know, is he going to be perfect? Well, heaven's sakes, no. But he has a strong sense of conviction as a result of the truth that was revealed through the truth of gratitude. It wasn't the truth he was looking for, maybe. But it was the truth that he needed at this point in his life, that you needed, that your family needs, that the people around you need to witness and be a part of. So um, you, you don't have to have a microphone or a stage to be in the kingdom of God. You just don't. You take the thing that God said, do this, and you put aside all your other feelings and who didn't show up that day and who didn't do their part. And, and you just say, send me and I'll go and I'll, I'll do it as unto you, Lord. I won't do it as unto all the million reasons why I should not couldn't, didn't, whatever. You'll just renew a right spirit in yourself. And I'll tell you, it's, it's transformational. It goes deeper than I'm sure Chrissy could explain or Daryl could explain. It, it's deeper than that. It's much deeper so um, the, the last thing well there's two more things one one other thing I want to say is the most powerful words you'll ever use in your vocabulary are, are the words I am the most powerful words you'll ever use because sometimes we say I am upset I am angry I am frustrated I am broke I am all the negative stuff has nothing to do with with gratitude but if you'll learn how powerful those words are you can add the words that god would tell you to put in there and you can say you know i am grateful i am loved i am peaceful i am joyful i am prosperous and it, it, you think well that that it, it can't be that simple i'm telling you catch yourself in the lies that you're telling and you say, well, no, I am broke. Okay, in the natural, you're broke. But the Bible says that Jesus became poor in everything so that you could become in everything, all things, right? So, so again, it, it doesn't seem like a lie because you have facts to support it. But we're not called to what we see. We're called to shape the unseen with the faith that we have, the measure of the faith, and to speak the truth in love. Love for yourself, too. Love for God. Love for others. These are critical. Absolutely critical. If you're going through life and not catching the lies that you're saying, then you're going to perpetuate those lies. You're going to believe those lies more than the faith and the promises of God, which are yes and amen to those who believe and are called according to his heavenly purpose. These are powerful dynamics. The last thing I want to say before I have the next person come up, is that I did not do an ounce of the work that they did to find that truth. They put the work in. They they did 100% of the work. And so I just want to encourage you, if you've got the book, you bought the book, or you're going to buy the book, call Trivita. They've got it set up on the phones. I told my boss I will never sell another book the rest of my life <laughs> over a table. That was so terrible. But you can call there, and you can order the book and the journal, so they're only sold together now. Um, But you got to understand that I may have written the book, but I had the idea to write this book 10 years ago. I had no reason to write a book. I had no ego to write a book. I have no ambition to sell a book, but I knew that God had a purpose for me to write a book. And I made several attempts. You're aware of that, uh, Chad. Um, and it just, I kept, they'd say, well, how's the book coming? i just say, well, it's not time. It's just not time. But I'll tell you, it reminds me of being a, uh, before I was a pastor, and I used to get all these messages in my mind, like I could just get a whole message or a whole series in my mind. And God would just say, write them down. I'm like, well, what am I going to write them down for? I ain't got anybody to teach them to. He said, write them down. So I just did that for years and years. I wrote down messages over and over. I had an old concordance. This is back pre-internet. Praise the Lord. You old internet savvy folks, Google this scripture and that one. Shoot, man, you don't know nothing. But, I, you know, size, what, four font and a concordance that was this thick, you know, and this big, man, a huge big thing, you know, and, and you'd, you'd think, oh, it's got to be six or seven pages over, and he went too far, and then, anyway, put the work in, put the work in, you've got the book, put the work in, in the event that you want to purchase more books, if you'll wait until January 1st, they're going to sell the book and the journal for half off, not as good of a price that you guys got, but still, a great value for the whole month of January for the launch. So if you're looking for purpose, you're going to have to find the truth first. Isn't that right, Daryl? Yeah. Isn't that right, Chrissy? you got to find the truth first. And the truth is, the key to the truth is gratitude because it never lies. Who's next? You coming up or staying down? I people out there need to
3: hear it.
4: Actually, um, let me introduce myself to some of you who have probably not seen me in probably a year or so. My name is Sue. Um, it was just good to come back home on last Wednesday because I've been away for such a long time and it was really kind of hard, you know, um, getting in the car and just navigating, getting here. But once I walked through the doors, and I don't know if there's anyone here that's new, so I can encourage you, that when they say that this is home, this is home. That's right. So for people who just hear it online all the time that you can always come home, when I walked through the door, I felt the love. When I saw Pastor Paul and I saw Lady... Um, Paul's wife and, of course, Pastor Jen, you know, I, my heart was just filled. Even though I wasn't here in the physical, I was online. I was, at, I was online. I followed Pastor Bob everywhere she would. Every interview she had, I was looking at it. So I didn't really get the gratitude book, but when I was here on last week, And I was listening to Pastor Paul, and he said something, and I don't know why this one phrase stuck with me. He said, when you were doing gratitude, and said, oh, I'm grateful for this, and I'm grateful for that, and I'm grateful for this. But you know that guy cut me off. And you know when I came to church, they didn't speak to me. And you know this, so everything that you was grateful for, now I've concentrated on that person who cut you off. And the person who didn't speak to you, so it negated your gratitude or what you was grateful for. But for some reason, that's just stuck in my mind that when that comes, switch that switch. And say, "We well, you know, I'm grateful for this and I'm grateful for that and I'm grateful for the other. So I leave, I hug everybody, I say, I see you next week. I you know, tell Pastor Paul, I say, I see you Sunday, I'll be here Sunday if I have to walk, I'm going be here Sunday. Well, I did come in Sunday, I was late. And I grabbed Pastor Paul, I said, I get home. I'm a registered nurse of 42 years. I get home and I could see my husband wasn't looking like he was feeling well. Massive heart attack. Now, most people would say, you know what? Went to church and the devil just, I don't, I'm sorry, for me personally, I don't give the devil any credit. I just don't. It's like he called his little minions and said, like, I was manning my business. Somebody, well, did they call my name? I don't give him credit. I did what I did as a nurse. Took him to the hospital where I retired from, which is John C. Lincoln. I'm in the car, and it was really crazy. I don't, I don't know your name, but he was sitting there. He said, you can sing. All week I have been singing the song from Hezekiah Walker, which is, I'm grateful, 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 grateful. They took him in the back. My brother-in-law is in the car. My sister-in-law is in the car. Everybody's freaking out. They're looking at me saying, this chick is up here singing grateful all the way to the hospital. Grateful, grateful. They get him in. I'm looking at the monitors. And of course, I know how to read the monitors. And I'm thinking, in about two seconds, these people are about to come in, and they're about to defibrillate. So I started walking. Lord, thank you for this. Thank you for my life. Thank you for giving me the strength. Thank you that I already know that you have told death to be still. Thank you for this. Thank you for that. And then that part of you that is human. So don't think it's easy. And don't think that there's no human part, because sometimes we can get so ultra-religious and make people think that we don't go do anything. Like, we don't have that split moment where we go, but what if? So I'm, I'm thanking him, and I'm walking up and down the hall, and I knew where the nurse's station was. I used my badge, and I went in there, and I just started... Praising him, but that's something that I do at home. And as the tears was rolling down my face, I knew the heaven's doors had just stopped for a minute. And I knew that the Lord was like, I have a child that is praised me, and I need to stop for one minute and answer what it is that she has not asked me for. I needed to dry those tears. And I kept walking. And they kept looking at me and going, you don't seem real concerned. I said, because y'all don't know the God that I serve is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all suit could think of ask And her praise is not on Sundays. Her praise is in the morning. I don't know if anybody ever heard um, Denzel Washington. He said, at night, before you go to bed, Put your house slippers up under your bed. It will cause you to get on your knees to get them. And while you're down there, tell them thank you. And I started doing that. And I started just walking through my house. And me and my grandson played this game in the car. And I don't know, you know, for parents, how you used to play the games with the kids. Okay, find something with A, find something with it. We used to play this game, okay, find something and tell me what you're grateful for. So I started saying, I'm grateful for the car that I drove because we could have been on a horse and buggy. He didn't get it. (laughs) But I kept hearing Pastor Paul, so that moment of me really being all in, feeling that I was under the wings of the master, saying, you can't get to me here. You can't come in this space, because I'm covered, but for some reason, I felt like Mary and Joseph, like I had left Jesus behind because I walked out of that space for a second. And so, well, what if he died? Do I have all the insurance stuff ready? Do I have it? And I could hear Pastor Paul saying, Don't say, and immediately it snapped me back. I jumped back up on his wings. Oh and I'm grateful for this, and I'm grateful for that. And I don't know what that was a few minutes ago where I was questioning you because you can do all things to self-fulfill. Now, I don't know who jumped up in there for a few minutes, but this is what I'm getting ready to do with the two bad legs, with the two knee replacements. I'm gonna get my praise on right here in this hall. while people looking at me like, my brother-in-law's like, you are embarrassing me. You know, all this Jesus stuff right now. I was so far in that after I was finished and I walked back in this room, this lady grabbed me. She said, excuse me, ma'am. She said, could you go in there and pray for my husband? And I was so caught off guard because I'm in the hall. We're in the hospital. Now, I am seriously getting my praise on. Thank you, Jesus. I am dancing. Hands all up in the air. I didn't care. At that point, because y'all, you know, when you don't know somebody's journey and you don't know what it took to get to where they are, so we look at people and go, you know, that's so quiet. You don't know if they just got out for work. We're so judgmental and we've gotten too familiar with God. And This is my thing. I think that we have gotten too familiar. Christians, we go, well, you know what? i get brand new grace and mercy tomorrow. So we use that as an excuse to say and do whatever it is that we want, instead of just just gratefulness, you know, to say thank you. If I'm telling you how grateful I am to you, I have a father in heaven that's sitting there going, really? She ain't never she has not told me thank you for anything this week, but she is thanking all of these people. And if I'm not mistaken, Pastor Paul, didn't he say he was jealous? I'm a jealous guy. I'm a jealous God. Why well, are you telling Pastor Jen how wonderful she is and how you telling this person how wonderful they are? And I couldn't have made it if you hadn't prayed for me. And I have never said and I have not acknowledged the master. And he's probably sitting there going, all right, Sue, so I'm awake." I, because I love you so much. And the reason that I know that I know that I know that he loved me so much that you came down, you sent your son that nailed it all on the cross and I don't even have enough sense to say because we use this phrase and I'm, I'm not going to be long. We use this phrase <laughs> and say I'm going to let y'all finish it. When I think about the goodness of the Lord my soul cries out. Hallelujah, right? How your soul going to cry out? Your soul don't have a mouth. I think we use that so much. You know, when I think about the goodness of God, my soul cries out hallelujah. No, my mouth cries out hallelujah because I don't want a rock hollering out for me when it's all over. So sometimes, sometimes it's all right to do a hallelujah. And if I'm sitting next to somebody and I happen to say hallelujah and it bothers you, You need to kind of move over then, because I need somebody to get in sync with me. Because see, when I praise with you, and you praise with me, whatever the breakthrough is that I need, you're gonna get a breakthrough too. So the gratitude that I had as I walked through that hospital, and the doctor called me, he said, he is so lucky. I don't know what happened. I said, "Sir, I don't operate off of luck. I don't have one of them little feats that they had when we was going up to the 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 rabbit street. See, I operate off of Howard Power. He's not lucky. He's loved. <laughs> but I thank you for everything that it is that that you was doing. You know, they put the pacemaker in. Everything was fine. He was supposed to be in there for four days." Out into. Out into. And this is what he said to me as I was leaving tonight. He said, You still going? Yeah, I'm going. Yeah, I'm going. He said, I'm going to be there Sunday. He said, If you have to roll me in, I'm going to be there on Sunday. I said, And they're going to, I said, It's going to be like you have never left. So don't come back home feeling uncomfortable. So that is my testimony. If we can have an attitude of gratitude, you know, each day, yes, it gets hard. Yes, we want to throw in a towel. Yes, we want to say, "For God, I, I read your book from Genesis to Revelation. But are you walking it out? Are you living it out? Are you letting your neighbors know that, yeah, it's hard. Yes, I cry. Yes, just because that I am saved, I am not exempt from life's problems. I go through it too, but the only difference between you and I is I know where to go. See, I can go before the throne, and I can just lay there and tell the truth and not have the pretty prayer. You know, Heavenly Father, I come to you tonight, and I just want to just say thank you. Sometimes I'm like, "Hey, it's me. I need you now." And then there are points all I can do is say Jesus. And I think that's a part of our soul where they talked about that grinning. You know, I I don't have the words, but the spirit on the inside of me start to make incession and say, she can't really get it all out. So I'm going to step in, and I'm going to tell you what it is that she's going through. So whatever it is that you're going through, it doesn't have to be a pretty pair, just a conversation. And I think that's where we go wrong. I don't know how to pray. I'm just having a conversation with him. I'm just telling him what I'm going through. And it's so wonderful talking to him because guess what? He's not gonna tell nobody. He's not gonna be judgmental. And I don't have to keep kicking myself about the sin that I've sin. And I kept doing the same thing over and over again. Okay, let me get this right. Because I said, when I leave here, I am man Jesus some Air Jordans because I know that he has won so much for me saying, don't bench you. Please don't mention yet. I still got a lot of work for her to do. But Pastor Paul, I want to thank you for your words on last week that got you, that got me through keeping that spirit of praise.
0: Awesome. So she's talking about things we've been talking about, and they're in the book, and she hasn't even read the book. Okay, she got in here late. She didn't get the book and all that. But she's talking about cognitive dissonance, unhealthy cognitive dissonance. Cognitive dissonance means that I say one thing and then I do another, okay? And we all have these unhealthy cognitive biases that are kind of these default mechanisms that when trouble comes, I default to this. Could be anger, could be frustration, could be impatience, could be a whole bunch of a lot of negative things, which came up, as she's going through this process. Remember I was talking about the neural pathways in your brain and there's like a superhighway that's that default mechanism. It's called neuroplasticity. And you get this neural pathway in your brain that if this, then that. If that, then this. And you don't even think about it. And then you regret what you did and what you said and how you handled yourself and all of that stuff, right? You think, oh, man, why did I do it that way? I always do it that way if you'll do what she's talking about, which is where that unhealthy cognitive bias comes, catch it right there, catch it right there, aha, I know, <laughs> there you are, there you are. And so you gotta remember that, that that's a super highway. But the more you'll catch that as it, as it starts, you'll create this other neural pathway that's not a super highway yet, it's just a path, and then it turns into a road And then it turns into a highway. Then it turns into an interstate that replaces the old default mechanism. You're talking about a transformation like you've never had in your whole life because you finally got enough courage because you had the truth of gratitude right there with you, the truth to get the the courage to confront that thing in a way that's healthy to give you an alternative way that's better. The other thing she talked about in the book, we've talked about it, is difficulty and gratitude getting through difficulty. Even in the most difficult, most complicated situations, I can't imagine a more complicated situation than my wife or her husband having a heart attack, having to drive that person to the hospital, and yet she was able to solve a very complex problem with the simplicity of gratitude. It solves the most complicated issues on the planet. Even the people that were around her going, don't you know what's going on? Well, I I, I got a simple way. (laughs) This is better than that. And the last thing she was talking about, again in the book, it's all in those simple things. A simple thing. Gratitude starts out very, for most people, you went from zero to 100 in 30 seconds. Had to. Saved your husband's life. I mean, I just put that out there. I mean, when you start your gratitude practice, you may just say, well, I'm grateful for the sunrise. I'm grateful that I'm breathing. I'm grateful. And okay, great. Let's get through the superficial stuff here, okay? And you may truly be grateful for those things. But I promise you, there's deeper things than that, super deep. And just like Daryl was talking about, the deeper you go with it, the deeper it's going to go. And it's going to stir up all that muck down on the bottom, and settle down there for a really long time. And unbeknownst to you, it's been running the show. It's been running the show, but you're so used to it, you're, it, you're so conditioned by it, that you don't even know that it's there. You start to stir up. You create the contrast of light and darkness. I promise you, the darkest dark cannot resist the smallest light. I don't care how dark it is. Go, go as dark as you want. The tiniest amount of light dispels that darkness and can be seen for miles around. In fact, the darker it is, the more that light would shine and be bright. Amen. Awesome testimony. We got one more. You ready, sir? You want to come up here? You want to stay down there? All right. Let's give it up for Chad.
3: All right. right. So the gratitude journal. So tonight you've heard so far from three different people. You heard about revelation, about appreciation and about celebration. So I can't tell you what the book is going to do for you, but it's going to do something. You know, it's, It changes the way that you think or the way that you act in very small increments. So anybody buy a a car recently or have driving something new, something different, right? And how many of those do you see on the road now? You, You see them everywhere when you decide it changes your level of awareness. It opens your eyes to something that you've been looking at, but you now see it in a different way. Uh, if you're like me, gratitude in the past has just been when something bad happens, I got to go, okay, well, there's got to be something good in here somewhere, right? It's that back and forth that he was talking about a second ago. This gives you a habit that you start to see it now, and it leads you through a very simple process over 30 days. It starts you off small, but when you, when you look at things now, you can see the little hidden things in a painting. You can see the little things. They were always there before, but you have this new focus. And what's interesting is I was only about two weeks in, and I started saying it on my our Marco Polos and to my wife and the people I work with, you know, I'm, I'm grateful for. I'm thankful for. I can appreciate. And these are some things that you're going to learn in the book. But I started using them in my speech and in my vocabulary because Matthew 24, 12, 34 says, out of your heart, your mouth speaks. So I'm two weeks in and it's already planted in my heart. It becomes a new behavior, a new path, a new way for you to think, a new way for you to look at things. It, 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 there's just really not a whole lot. Well, there's a whole lot I can say, but there's just nothing that's really gonna to give it any justice. You've got to do it. It's 30 days. Uh, If you need to take a day or two to to do one of them, just like Daryl said, do it at your own pace. Just get through the book. It costs next to nothing. It'll change your life. It's the best 30-day investment you'll ever spend.
0: That's awesome. So he mentioned a couple things. One was awareness, right? If you're not aware, there's no opportunity to change. Awareness is the key to change. No awareness, no need to change. With awareness, you begin to discover, I got to change. And the gratitude journal is really built so that you'll associate more pain with remaining the same than the pain associated with the necessary change because it's so rewarding. It's hard work. Hey, you guys show up every day and be the best husband you can be now, right? I mean, it's just a new awareness, right? And it's not going to be perfect. But I promise you, the pain associated with the way things were, it was far more difficult to be pushing jello uphill every day and not even aware you're doing it, and wondering why in the world, you know, me and Melinda aren't just the best of buddies in everything. Why I don't appreciate her for everything. You know. And I'm being facetious to be playful, but I want you to realize that awareness is the key to change. He also mentioned another thing that's in the book. You ever gone to the mechanic with your car, and the car's doing something, right? So you go to the mechanic, and he says, well, what's wrong with the car? Well, it's making a funny noise. Okay, well, where's it making a funny noise? Well, right up here on the front driver's side wheel. Okay, well, is, what does it sound like? It's kind of a high-pitched sound, and some people are real courageous, and I'll actually try to make the sound, right? I'm going somewhere with this. Language. 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 That mechanic has to take what that person said to diagnose the problem and has to be able to convey back to that individual who knows nothing about cars other than they drive. And say, you need new brakes, and it might need a new caliper, and it might also need a new, I might have to turn the discs. Or I, and I, see, I don't even have the language, right? Well, the, the rotors, there you go. Her husband owns a mechanic shop, so if you need mechanic work, just take it down there. So... The language goes deeper, because now that mechanic has to go tell the parts guy what parts, what year, what size, the name of the part, the part number. I mean, all this other stuff has to happen. Imagine speaking from the language of gratitude in your everyday life it doesn't even you're more generous now you're you're more forgiving now you're more thankful now you're expressive of your thanks all of a sudden what you have to realize you're developing a new language it's brand new i promise you you try to do it on day one it's like well you know hey hey bill i just want to say thanks or maybe it's just a little email because it's uncomfortable right It just You're afraid you're gonna screw it up. You're afraid you're gonna say the wrong thing. But the more you use it, the more I'm telling you, it'll go from here to there. And so thank you so much, Chad, for sharing that. I hope you guys are understanding the importance of this. Oh, one more. Come on up, we got one more.
5: Oh my goodness. I didn't want to be last. (laughs) Anyway, my name's Cindy. Oh, hi. Oh <laughs> um, I'm not a great storyteller and I don't really know how to explain things to get the emotion of what I felt at the time but I'm gonna give it a try because it was very profound to me um, I went through the gratitude challenge I haven't finished it yet but I've gone through a few uh, at least uh, I think I think I'm on day nine um, but I remember pastor Paul saying when you write down your gratitude feel the emotion of, of the moment when you felt that gratitude. And so I went through those days and like you said, the first few days were fairly easy. Um, but I noticed there's a difference between being grateful for being thankful for being, you know, the different phases that he takes us through on being grateful. And so I went through those and it was very profound and very touching because I went through the emotions of it all. Um, and then we came to day six, and he had like four or five things that you got to do to get through that day six. And I'm like, oh my gosh, let me read that again. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, I'm going to try this. What am I supposed to do? Wait, let me go read that? It took me about three days to get through it before I could finally kind of understand what he was wanting me to do. Um, so I started finally after reading it for several times, several days, and I finally think, I think I've got it. I think I can do this. and. Uh, So I laid down on my bed and he said, start with your feet and, you know, work yourself up, be grateful for relax and so forth and so on. And so I started doing that. Um, and I started realizing how God created us and how perfectly he formed us and all the many ways in which he, um, created our bodies, um, to heal itself, to preserve itself, to be self sustaining. Um, and so that was just a really profound moment for me because, of course, we know it. Of course, we know what God created. Of course, we know how beautiful our bodies were. Of course, we know how intricate they are. But it just took me from my feet to the top of my head um, on how profound that was the how thoughtful that he didn't just you know clay come on let me breathe some life into you no it was a thoughtful process that he went through before he finally came to that moment where he created us um and so i was it was pretty profound i'm trying to think of where i'm going with this (laughs) um And then as the day progressed and we're, you know, take each moment, each day we progressed with those thoughts and each day we went, I, you know, there was something more to be grateful for your food, the things around you. And it just told me that everything that God created was for me, the earth, the water, Everything was created for me so that I could survive, that I could be um, self-containing survival. I could, there's nothing that he eliminated from the earth or did not create on the earth that allowed me to be able to be a being the air that I breathe, the plants, how it produces, the food, how it produces, the seas, how it all, just all of it works together for my good. He created me, he created this whole universe for me, for my good, that I could sustain myself, that I could be um, independent of, Um, and so it just gave me such a gratitude for who God is, how much he thought of me, how much he created for me, um, that ultimately now it has changed my prayer life to where I don't have to go down to pick up those slippers anymore i just i want to kneel down and i want to talk to god because that's how much he loves me that's how much he gave me and that's how much i can be grateful for a god who thinks of me as the masterpiece of his creation and that's it
0: Hang on one second. So Cindy, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. So, so you're going through a difficult time right now, right? I am. Very difficult time. And this is just how real God. Is is for such a time as this for you to put yourself in the best position to see this difficulty that you're facing is not too difficult for the Lord, right? So you're, 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 you're experiencing this at a very deep level. You're going to get into, so you're in week two now, right? Right. You're on day nine, which is beginning of week two. So just get ready, because week three is gratitude through difficulty. And you're going to see the truth that will liberate you. Liberate you. Right, but you're also starting to see the real truth which is the depth of what God has done for you what he has created for you what he has given to you and just just keep going through the process here but get ready because you enter that next dimension next week or whenever that is for you you're going to see things just like you're seeing them now in a brand new way you're going to see that in a brand new way Brand new way. All right, everybody who gave a testimony, just come up here to the front real quick. Come back up here, get in a little uh, semicircle or something right here. Come on up here, right. So if you did your testimony, then you have to come up here. Who doesn't want a product? All right, Sandy. All right, okay. Cindy, do you prefer the nitric oxide plus, which is good for blood flow, or do you prefer the elderberry with vitamin C? It's good for the cold flu, all that kind of stuff for coming into flu, cold flu season. Well, you can give it. Which one? Which one do you want? Okay, wonderful. Enjoy that, Daryl. Here you go, buddy. Oh, here. There you go. All right. Well, there you go. It's got zinc in there and the whole thing. Knock it right out. Praise the Lord. Well, thank you for all those wonderful testimonies. We've got a couple minutes here, so I want to just walk you through something. Titus, pull up the first scripture for me, if you would. It's our theme scripture. If you ever want to know what God's will for you is, it says it right here. Always be thankful in all circumstances. For this is God's will for you who belong to Christ. It's God's will for you to be thankful in every circumstance if god says it it's for your good you want to know your purpose in life start adopting what god's will is for you from the place that you can and let that transformation begin to occur now cindy had talked about a couple of things one is connecting your mind to your body and your body to your mind and one not leading before the other and I'll tell you, our minds are going a 1,000 miles an, an hour. And there's such a disconnection between our mind and our temple, the, the body that God's given to you. And it's time that we do that. She talked about an exercise that's in the book. And basically, you can do this tonight. You can go home. You want your body healed? nurture your body use your mind with your body use your body with your mind they're not separate in any way so if you have a problem in your body just start at the tips of your toes can you feel the tips of your toes and don't do it right now because you're sitting around and you're doing so get in bed just lay down tonight start at your toes can i feel them if you can't feel them just wiggle them till you feel them And then begin to progress up to your feet and your ankles and your legs and your knees and your thighs and your back and your abdomen. Just all the way up. And you will be absolutely surprised that you're not able to connect your mind to certain areas of your body. You'll be absolutely amazed. And the reason for this is you're, you're a triune being like God is. You're physical, you're emotional, and you're spiritual. And so you've got to bring those things together so that you can live a whole life. So give it a try tonight. She also talked about emotion. A thought, it's in the book, a thought plus an emotion is real to your body. Doesn't matter if it's real or not. If you thought it and you felt it, it's real. And a lot of that comes on the negative side. So begin to use gratitude with a thought, then the emotion of it, and let that become real to your body. Instead of dumping cortisol, you get some dopamine, right? You Get different chemicals. Get different responses in your body. You'd be absolutely amazed. Let's pull up that last scripture real quick, Titus. I know we're just a little bit over. Give me a, another minute here. James 1.23 For if you listen to the word and you don't obey, it's like glancing at your face in a mirror. You see yourself, and then you walk away, and then you forget what you look like. But if you look carefully, you're seeing some careful looking right here. If you look carefully into the perfect law that sets you free, and if you do what it says and don't forget what you heard, then God will bless you for doing it. You see this, this, this thing here, this barrier? When you begin to focus on the right things, you're going to find you're going to be able to punch through into a kingdom life. You're going to go from a natural life into a kingdom life. And some of you out there, I know you're just thinking, man, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm telling you there's a supernatural life that you can enjoy right here on earth. Jesus paid the price for it, okay? And what I want you to begin to realize is, let me share a story real quick. Back in Wisconsin, when I first got saved... I kept wanting to have God embrace me or have some move of God. And I wanted to know that God loved me. And I want... But every time I would go to do that, I saw this brick wall. It's all I could see. And the brick wall was just high enough to where I couldn't reach up and grab it either, to the top and try to pull myself over. And so I was frustrated by this. I'd be in a church service. Everybody's worshiping God. All I see is a brick wall. And I don't know why. And one day, it's months and months and months. All of a sudden, I'm just like, God, I just, I, I want to see what's on the other side of this wall. And he took my finger and he pushed it towards the wall. You know what crepe paper is? Real thin, yeah. fragile paper. My finger went right through the whole brick wall. And <laughs> I got to see what was on the other side i'm telling you you've got a brick wall somewhere in your life and it's holding you back from you knowing god the way god knows you and you knowing yourself the way god knows you i'm telling you the truth focus on gratitude focus on gratitude Focus on gratitude. It always tells the truth. It always simplifies even the most complex of problems. You always win with gratitude because gratitude and its foundation is found in the good news of Jesus Christ. Heavenly Father, we just thank you and praise you tonight for all these wonderful people, all these wonderful testimonies. I thank you, God, that those testimonies grow and they flourish and they turn into so many more amazing experiences as gratitude continues to build in their lives. Gratitude is not something we're to hide under the bushel, but to have the world to see, Father God. And it is so contagious and it's so healing. We just thank you for these things. Thank you for gratitude. We are grateful for gratitude. And we pray these things, the name above every name thing, and that's the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen? Listen, if you've got one of those sheets and you want to do a quick little, all I need is a couple sentences because it's got to fit on a a little blurb, and just say, you know, the 30-day gratitude challenge did this for me. I, I would just be forever grateful. You can just put them right up here. Write it right on the sheet you're signing. And uh, we promise we're not going to badger you. Or we're not going to call you or do anything like that. So other than that, guys, 10 o'clock on Sunday. Bring a friend and be grateful this week.